It's the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast from the man that brought you RickyStokesNews.com. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. Plain and simple with just the facts. Because if you know Ricky Stokes, you know he'll call hogwash when he sees it. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. And now, here is Ricky Stokes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the number 23 version of Ricky Stokes News. I am calling you out podcast. This is going to be a little different podcast today. I am calling some people out and some things that's happened, and I'm just going to tell it like it is. If you don't like it, if you don't like me, get over it, because I really don't care. So, I hope you understand. We got an email this past week. It's a fake email address. It says, Mr. Stokes, we were curious if you take any precautions when you're out and about since you're a controversial figure in the wiregrass, are you concerned about a contract being put on you? Do you pack heat or wear a bulletproof vest? Hopefully you can address this on your next podcast. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you history, okay? I have had death threats. I had death threats several times i'm not going to tell you what precautions i use but i'm just going to tell you if you take a shot make damn sure that first shot counts because there will be return gunfire understand but i'm not going to tell you what what stuff i do to protect myself i had death threats back when some dothan police and headland police officers had to use deadly physical force because i defended the officers i had a man come in my office and i said okay look right here at these pictures and once i explained to him he realized the officer was justified but i had death threats i had somebody do a podcast of death threats against me and i was qualified on the firing range and uh i take those serious but I'm not worried about dying. I believe in God, and if I die right now, if somebody shoots and kills me right now, I feel like I will have eternal life in heaven with Jesus Christ because I believe in Jesus Christ. So if you want to take a shot at me, take a shot at me. My office is at 109 East Adams Street, Dothan, Alabama, 36303, and I'm here most days. So if you don't like me, if you want to whip my tail, if you want to shoot me, I'm here. I'm not hiding. I'm not ducking. But I'm not going to tell you what I do for protection. I hope you understand that. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. I started in the uh, bonding business, and and I, I get along with a man now, but we did not get along when he was sheriff of Houston County. And I'm going to give some history real quick. When I was growing up, I was raised at Southside Baptist Church. When I started dating my wife, I started going to Memphis Baptist Church. But for three sheriffs, 36 years, the sheriffs of Houston County, A.B. Clark, Lamar uh, Haddon, and Lamar Glover came out of Southside Baptist Church. When I was coroner, I was a member of Southside Baptist Church. Lamar Glover was Trooper Post Commander. The, the uh, preacher... Dr. David Moore would have each one of us do something in the services. Uh, Lamar Haddon, who is sheriff. Uh, Lamar Glover is post commander, and myself is coroner. All right. Lamar Haddon doesn't run again. Lamar Glover is sheriff. I'm no longer coroner. I did not seek reelection. All right. But somebody, my mother in law calls me one night that lives on four lanes. Somebody's beating on her front door, and her husband was out of town. I left and didn't have my cell phone with me. 
I was president of the Houston County Rescue Unit at that time, and I've had a police radio since I was 16 years old. All right, so I radioed in to get a deputy there because if I get there and end up having to shoot somebody and I hadn't called law enforcement, then I got a problem. Well, the sheriff's office answered me, but then they never answered me again. So when I got there, checked out everything, I called dispatch, and they said they were told not to respond to a constable. I said, it's great. I'm not a constable. The week before, I'd used the same radio, same call number, and called in a traffic light out. The next day, I went to Lamar Glover's office, and I said, uh, it bothered me so bad last night that y'all didn't go, that I didn't go to sleep till 3 o'clock this morning. He said, well, it didn't bother me at all last night. I slept fine. And I paused a minute, and I went, said to myself, strike one. I said, is the problem straightened out? He looked at the telephone. He looked back at me. He said, if we want to go, we will. And if we don't, we won't. I stood up. He's a tall man. I'm short. I stood up. And I'm not going to say my exact language because a preacher kicked me out of church. But I said, let me tell you something. I do not care if you are sheriff or not. If something happens to my family, I will kick your fanny all over this cotton-picking courthouse. He and the commander of the sheriff's office put in to show me they were the most powerful people in the county. In the, bond, the next county commission meeting, they were trying to abolish constables. I could care less. I was not a constable. All right? So when I walked into the county commission meeting, I tossed an envelope in Lamar Glover's lap. John White was there. I tossed him one, and I gave one to the commission, and I asked them to begin impeachment proceedings immediately against that man, and I point, pointed to Lamar Glover for willful neglect of duty. And WTUY had me and said, I don't care if a homing pigeon flies in the window and hands him a note, he is to go. The, the uh, Dothan Eagle, believe it or not, wrote an editorial uh, supporting my position. Well, they put in to show me they were the most powerful person in the county. That's what put me in the media business. Now, Ricky Herring. I want to say something about Ricky Herring. I really don't care for him anymore. I did. I went to church with him. I've known him all of his life. I defended him. Bill Land, who was the commander of the sheriff's office when they had him under investigation and arrested him, said the only difference between him and a lie detector test was he didn't have to plug him in. I walked in and threw an extension cord on Bill Land's desk, told him to plug himself in because his batteries was weak. Myself and Jim Parkman defended Ricky Herring and his family, and we got not guilty verdicts. I went to church at Memphis Baptist Church with Ricky Herring for years. I supported Ricky Herring, was friends with him, and he got commissioner, and he was a bully and felt like he knew everything and, and betrayed our friendship, and that's why I don't have any use for him. Some people say it's because when I was with EMA, he said something about having blue and red lights. I didn't put the lights on the cotton-picking vehicle to start off with. I don't care what lights they had. But he was a bully, and he shut EMA down from doing their job. We were starting to – then he calls the preacher, okay? He calls the preacher because I raised Sam after three times nice. Here's the way Ricky Stokes – does it? And it was. I was described by a, an official, which really fits me right. I try nicely first. I have a golden objective I'm going to reach. I try nice first. When you when that doesn't work, I end up being like a raccoon in a croaker sack. Okay. Bottom line. Three times, ladies and gentlemen, I tried to change the ambulance response in this county. Why in the Sam Hill? Can anybody that's in power that makes a decision that's so stupid 
that they will send an ambulance from Dothan to drive through Ashford to Lucy. It happened three times I tried to get it changed. I'm sorry. I have a firm belief you send the nearest ambulance. It, the fourth time when it happened, with a lady not breathing, I got a hold of the supervisor and dispatch, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, I was worse than a sailor. I cussed up one wall down the other sideways and in between. I was not a good Christian person at that time with my language. But you know what? God forgives you. But my whole goal and objective wasn't for Ricky Stokes. It was to get out there and save a life. So Ricky Herring thinks he needs to call our preacher. Okay, people's called our preacher before. My preacher, I, I told him one time he needed to go back to the pulpit committee and get a raise because they forgot to tell him Ricky Stokes was a member of his church. And he would call me. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. He called me. What bothered me is when he said that I was a poor example of a Christian, which I was, but that if I did anything on stage, he would have me step down. I didn't do anything on stage, but I did do sound for 30 years, and I was dedicated to the sound, and that ticked me off, and I left that church. But what business did that bully that's a sergeant with the Houston County Sheriff's Office and a county commissioner have to call the preacher because I called dispatch? Now, dispatch changed it. Finally, somebody got some brains in their head in the administration of the sheriff's office to send the nearest ambulance and fix the problem the way I said. And I asked the preacher, I said, I want to ask you a question. If they're doing it that way now, it must have been the right way. Why did I have to get sideways to make them do the right thing? It's hogwash, and it's hogwash that I had to get that way. It's hogwash that Ricky Herring called the preacher. Now, then Ricky Herring and I started basically kind of getting along. And then what he and the other commissioners did to Chris Judah, the emergency management director, was uncalled for. They treated that man wrong. There's some other things that I know about that they don't know that I know about that really and truly, if I could find some people to back up that story, they would be removed from office. I'll tell you about James Ivey. James Ivey was a lieutenant with the sheriff's office, and when Gonzalez retired, I said, are you going to get captain? He said, I'm not a member of the family. I said, I'll see if you can, I can help get you adopted into the family i did go talk to donald valenza the sheriff about him he got promoted to captain then it depends on who was standing around whether james ivy would even speak to me he was too scared to speak to me but yet i pushed for him to be captain but he knifed me in the back and wouldn't speak to me if certain people were standing around two-faced and i can't stand that two-faced and that that's not right so Yes, I have threats. I have threats from people in power. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people don't know this, but I did investigation work for Milton McGregor, who had victory land. I challenged Governor Bob Riley. You'd be surprised what I told Bob Riley to his face when he was the governor of the state of Alabama. All right, the two lead investigators in the bingo case was a FBI agent by the name of Keith Baker and a a uh, State Bureau of Investigation agent by the name of Joe Herman. Well, guess what? Keith Baker, the allegations are, and they're pretty daggum true, and I've got evidence, Keith Baker was having a sexual relationship with the court reporter of the federal grand jury. That's the reason Keith Baker could never testify in the bingo trials. 
Joe Herman before he divorced his wife. I don't know why he divorced her, but Joe Herman's wife was an attorney who defended Keith Baker, got his divorce dismissed. All right. Then there was a complaint against me. There was a complaint against me when I was with EMA. I never turned in for overtime, never showed I worked more than 40 hours a week. I did it because I wanted to make emergency services better. I furnished my own vehicle and gas for six months, never turned in for overtime or for reimbursement. I bought the shells for EMA. I did a lot of things. But I drove the County Tahoe to the Dale County Jail to do a bond one night. County works four days a week. It was a Friday. We were under severe thunderstorm watch. I drove it up there. I had permission to drive it up there, and I drove it for a fellow, and I'm not going to name who because I'm not going to call them out, but a fellow for 31 years meant a lot to my family and did things for me. When my in-laws, my, you may or may not know, my father-in-law killed my mother-in-law and killed himself i was in montgomery this man went and stayed with my wife who was in the hospital went and stayed with her till i got here one of his family members got arrested i went to the dale county jail walked in signed the bond never charged him one penny not one penny i paid the 35 dollar bail fee and they wanted to accuse me of using my office for personal gain because I drove the Tahoe to the Dale County Jail to sign the bond. And they said, the county only worked four days a week. Well, excuse me, you dumbass Joe Herman. Uh, emergencies don't pick when they're going to happen. They don't pick Monday through Thursday. Okay? And, and, and it makes me furious because you know what they did? They never talked to the boy that I signed the bond to see if I even charged him. I didn't charge him one red cent. I had no intentions because of his family and what they had done for me and done for me in a time of need. So it was hogwash and people in authority will abuse you. I stand up to people in authority because most people can't. And Joe Harmon is a piece of scum in my mind. And so is the Attorney General of the state of Alabama, Steve Marshall. Now, I can expect them to come get after me. They will use their positions to come after me. They've done it before. I've had people do it before. I have people cuss me every day. I have some people that I helped. They're making six figures today that I helped that have turned their back on me. And... and, and it's, it's getting a bad taste in my mouth, and it's growing every day. And uh, I'm probably going to be calling them out in the future because I helped them. They would not be in the position they're in today if I hadn't picked up the phone and called them and said, do you want to be? Okay, I'm not saying I had that much influence, but I helped kick the ball. But it's hogwash the way they want to treat me and the way they want to act. So in questions about do I feel like there's a contract, there's people in power that they want to squash me. They want to squash me like a bug, okay? I have some files here on some people they have squashed. I have a filing cabinet, true story, locked in another state with stuff that one person has the key so the day I croak, some folks better watch out, okay? I have the goods. I have the goods on a lot of them. And so when you want to start, you better make sure that first shot you fire is a fatal shot. Okay? So in answer to that guy's question, do I feel like there's a contract on me? Probably so. But 
Look in my eyes and see if I care whether there's a contract on me. You're going to die some way, and that just may be the way I die. And if that's the way I die, that's fine. And the very ones that stabbed me in the back, that have mistreated me, as and today mistreat me, and think that after 46 years that I have uh, released confidential information, I've never, they can't give one incident, not one incident, that I have ever disclosed confidential information, and I've known a lot of confidential information, that I've kept it quiet, that I am, I, I'm true to my word on that stuff. So all of these that want to start this stuff and run your cotton-picking mouth, run your mouth, okay? I do not care. I do not care if there's a contract killer to kill me. Make your shot count when you do. Ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Stokes News, I'm calling you out, podcast. And some of these officials that you know who you are, I... I've been stabbed in the back so many times, ladies and gentlemen, that I look like a cotton-picking porcupine. Okay? Have a good day. Find Ricky on his website at rickystokesnews.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter. You can also email Ricky at rsn.news109 at gmail.com or text Ricky anytime at 334-790-1729. And tune in next time for the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast. Available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you find your podcast. Hogwash.